0: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this podcast, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time.
0: That we are. And you know, James, we're getting close to the end of time for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um well, I mean, with the exception of a scene, but that's, you know, semantics or whatever. But, like, you know, we'll, we'll get to that part later. Don't worry about it. But we we don't have much time left with our good friend Captain Steve Rogers. Uh, So why don't we just hop right in to what's going on? Let's Previously on Timeline Scavengers, Cap rushes through the fight happening in the Valkyrie's hangar, but he isn't fast enough. However, Schmidt's car is, which Phillips commandeers. He picks Cap up, Peggy gives Rogers a kiss, and then he jumps onto the wheels of the Valkyrie and begins to sneak aboard.
1: Perfect, I, yeah.
0: I did cut this part from the previous sound, but I did almost say, uh, Peggy gives Rogers a kiss, Phillips doesn't. Uh, <laughs> don't look, I was like, what are you looking at me for? I'm not going to kiss you. Great line. Uh, and that's the end of that.
1: Not so, that it's a problem if I, if I wanted to, but
0: like... right. I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of, I'm not, this, you, you two are an item. We're good, Listen, son,
1: son your sexuality yeah. is your own, and I'm comfortable with anything. I just want to make clear what the boundaries are that you I want to You sound say. like
0: John C. Riley actually. That yeah. was a, that was a really good John C. Riley impression. Thanks. Like, I know that's not what you were aiming for, but I like, it, I was transported for a moment there. Oh, thanks. I was like, whoa, that was really good. Um, the wheels of the Valkyrie, oh, no, sorry, let me try this, Kim. I didn't tell you where we are. That's true. Very, very, very quickly. Uh, We are in Captain America, the first Avenger, one hour, 39 minutes and 45 seconds, and going through one hour, 42 minutes and 23 seconds. The wheels of the Valkyrie finish folding into the underbelly of the Valkyrie with cap and toe. Now inside, he sees the cargo it is carrying. Hydra parasites. Which are these airplanes that are suicide drone bombs, each with a payload designated for major cities in the world, specifically the U.S. Uh, for for this first round, rather. The first Steve sees are for Chicago and Boston, and then turns and sees dun dun du New York. <laughs> Steve hears some soldiers rushing to the planes, so he ambushes them as they enter. He takes one out by throwing a knife across the room into his back, stopping the fighter headed to Boston. He knocks another guy down and notices the Chicago pilot is climbing into the plane. He quickly opens the hatch and drops the ship before the pilot can open the cockpit or turn it on, causing both the plane and the pilot to fall and crash into the sea below. That's two planes stopped. A fourth person runs up on Cap, just as the third is that he knocked down begins to get up. They tussle for a bit, and during the distraction, the new guy runs to the New York plane. Steve sees this and lifts the third Hydra guy above his head and tosses him out of the open bay window uh, that he dropped the Chicago duo from. He rushes to the New York plane and tries to use his shield to bash open the cockpit. Yet another new person rushes in and knocks him and the—sorry, knocking the shield out of his hands down into the cargo pit of the Valkyrie. Very handy. (laughs) The New York pilot uses this moment to take off with Steve and the other Hydra agents still on the front of his plane. Steve desperately clings on as both hydro folks do their best to rip him off of the plane. The pilot then finally tips forward to make them both dangle and then quickly tips back to make them fall into the propellers. Steve with his super strength holds on while the other guy gets Indiana Jones in one of the most gruesome mm. deaths that they've ever shown on screen in the MCU instantly vaporized. Uh, the pilot looks to see if he got them both as Steve reaches over and pulls the latch on the cockpit. Before the pilot can react, Steve reaches it and pulls the emergency eject, and the pilot goes flying out. Rogers jumps into the plane and flies it back to the Valkyrie. He is shot at a few times, but Steve manages to to dodge those attacks and make it back to the aircraft. The parasites are not made to stop, they are made to crash, so Steve has to improvise and lodge the plane into the inner workings of the Valkyrie to get it to stop. He then gets out of the plane and makes his way to the spot where he dropped his shield, picks it up. And continues on with the mission.
1: Uh, I really, you—you you sort of touched on it. Um I like that he—that I wrote the note. Chicago, eh. Boston, eh.
0: <laughs> New York. I know <laughs> it's okay. Can we talk also about what is really also very funny to me about part of this is the fact that they own. I'm sure there's more on the plane, right? But they only show three of them. And no offense, Chicago, but do you think? That if you wanted to take out the U.S. government, that you would go for Chicago or Washington, D.C., which is also yeah. on the eastern like coast.
1: I, w- you know I right? would say, yeah, does does Chicago count as the eastern seaboard is, is, is it a question. Doesn't, yeah. Which is
0: why it's very weird that that's included. Yeah. I thought it was very weird that they did not show D.C. And like my favorite thing about comic books, about movies in general... Is that they treat New York as if that is what the, like, the capital of the U.S. is.
1: Dude, of course they didn't have that city. Why would they have D.C.? That's pretty good.
0: Ah, boy. That's pretty good. Okay. Say well, it's okay. pretty good. It's a pretty good joke. I get it (laughs)
1: because of the comic company,
0: right? They call it Washington Marvel. And you're like, what does not make any sense?
1: (laughs) The Washington Uh, Marvels would have been very
0: good. So here's the interesting thing though, right? Is that we only see three of them. Yeah. Uh, There were supposedly eight of these on the Valkyrie. Okay. So what I want to know is, is he stops these like four dudes or like five dudes but clearly, where are the other pilots? Where are the? I guess he took some of them out before they could climb up into the ship. Right. But surely they had more than eight people getting on that plane, right? Nope. Because also, who's pressing the buttons to release them?
1: Right. I think Is they it, have like, releases in the in the planes themselves.
0: So. Oh. Okay. Maybe. Oh, I guess because that's how that's how he dislodges himself. But I mean, yeah. can he open the hangar door without? you know, from inside the ship. Yeah, I Cause know. I know that he deploys himself, but I don't know if he, that's yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. And, and it, it even mentions here as the parasites were never successfully deployed, the full extent of their capabilities is unknown. However, given the effects of Hydra's other tesseract power weapons, it can be inferred that the parasites functioned in a similar fashion, being able to instantly vaporize any organic being and melt steel. Um,
1: yeah. they look sort of like the sub that Kruger had.
0: It's you know what it is. It's kind of like a mix between those and the, um, I forgot what it is, but the 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 vertical takeoff right, right device right, the, the thing that, that yeah that uh, he flies in that uh, the Red Skull flies in right. It's like they're like a kind of a marriage between. It's like taking two elements of both of these things and sticking them onto right. one device.
1: Frankenstein's. Um, <sighs> um, do you know what tickled me? What's that? Do you remember what uh what Stark said when he was talking looking at the body armor for Steve? Um
0: Oh, he said they're not gonna come at you with a pocket knife and, and then, then miss, a knife?
1: they literally he when at him up with, a with a knife, I was yeah. like, oh, There it is. Stark said it wouldn't happen. And I know that's a pocket knife, but like it counted. Right.
0: Still, I, yeah, I feel like that counts. And like I like that he's like he's like, Oh, I can't wait to tell Stark about how wrong he was.
1: Yeah. Well, bad news. Yeah. tell I'll, when I wake up, he'll still be alive.
0: Don't worry. Not if any, not if Bucky has anything. Wait, what? How's that possible? <laughs> Bucky's dead. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. No. That's uh. That's that's the scene. I think it's a very action-packed scene. Yeah. Um, I have one qualm with it.
1: Ooh. Okay. The qualm before the storm. Got it.
0: Do you know what it is? Can you can you guess what it is?
1: Let me see. This is something I've been sort of wrestling with. Okay. If the drone bomb planes are designed mm-hmm. to mostly sort of, uh, not flying, falling with style sort of deal. Sure. It would be weird. It's weird that he is able to, uh, Pull up, go around the Valkyrie, and then catch up with the Valkyrie with the Valkyrie without like I would I can't imagine they would put like throttle in these things.
0: Oh, I bet you that they would because yeah. I uh, so here's here's the
1: reason. Yeah, for this. Hit, I hit, think, me, hit me with your qualms. I think
0: one, I actually don't think that the Valkyrie is that fast.
1: Okay. That makes like,
0: sense. Like I th- I think that because of like it has so many engines. Yeah to get this thing running. And it's also powered by the test rack, but still it, it's a big piece of machinery. Yeah. But I also think that like the other thing to consider is that when you're in this small one manned ship, if they notice that they have incoming bogies and they go to use anti-aircraft, you know, uh, weaponry and stuff like that, you want to be able to fly as fast as possible Straight into your target, okay, fair. so that you can actually like, because you don't want to be taken out, you know, twenty miles above the ground, and then do nothing. Like you want to, you want to reach your target.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. that um, makes sense. So
0: I, 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 think that like because they are smaller, uh, and they have they have a payload that they have to drop off. I think they have to be quick. Right. Right. That makes uh, sense. So there, so- there is that. But that you're you are getting close to part of what my qualm is, though.
1: Yeah. What is it? I have I, I give up.
0: Okay, so Steve Rogers mm. survives the moment where they do the tip back, right? Yeah, yeah. He leans over and he opens the cockpit window and throws the guy out. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fine. Whatever. All believable. He then gets in to the plane. Huh. How does Steve Rogers know how to fly a fucking airplane? When did Steve Rogers ever learn to do this? How does Steve, someone who's always been on the ground, know how to dodge cannon fire and pull a plane all the way around and how to lodge it without exploding his ship?
1: I have to imagine Super Soldier Serum, which is the key in any of these explanations plus like he was so into army armed services stuff sure that he like read all he could he watched all the movies he talked to you know veterans all these people so that when he actually got behind the, the stick as we call it in the aviation industry um, he was able to do it I have a question though. what's he sitting on
0: Uh, I think, honestly, like nothing. And like, I think that that's, I mean, I think that that's also something to consider. But I mean, I think that like there is, okay, so I'm going to make a shape. You guys can't see this, but I'm making an L shape, right? Right. This is the seat, right? Yeah. But the seat has to then sit on another L-shaped type thing to hold it, right? Because it can't be just sitting on a ball. Right. Well. Right? Or on literally nothing. Right. because it has to be attached to the ship. A lot of brackets. So I have I mean right. But I mean I I I'm assuming that when he gets in there I mean there's still a space that he can you know, Sure. I'm not sure if he's even really sitting. I think in a way it's like he's almost like okay, hang on, how do I represent this?
1: I guess um my question is if it's a kamikaze situation, why are there ejector seats?
0: Uh you know? I wonder if that's also one of the reasons why it's supposed to go so fast. I mean, maybe they all are willing to, you know, to die for it. But, like, I also wonder if it's the idea of, like, you you fly it and then when you get to a certain point, you eject and let it just take, you know, yeah. take the fall on you, you know. Uh, or, I mean, again, perhaps just the idea of, like. I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, I'm also assuming Arnim Zola is probably creating, you know, okay. I, I actually think I might have an answer here. No, because then they're not made to land. They literally don't have like landing things. Because I was thinking yeah. like maybe the idea was that like some of them are made for this suicide mission, but yeah. then maybe other times they're made to go do other things. I just, but, the idea yeah. that there's,
1: I don't think I can think of another time when, when an ejector sheet, an exact, hmm an ejector seat is activated and then the plane is then flown further. Here's like he injects an, them and then he gets in and flies the plane. I don't think I've ever seen that in any other movie.
0: He, before. Here's another thing to consider though. I don't think there is a parachute on that seat. Right. Presumably
1: he, it would be on the Hydra.
0: But like, cause, cause usually uh, these, these seats have them attached. Like the, the parachute is attached to the chair. Right. Um, so that when they go flying out, after they're, they've they gone a certain distance, it goes up and you stay, because you're already strapped into the chair. So it's right. supposed to just like, you go. Um, I'm wondering if it's not even that it's necessarily a ejector. I wonder if Steve just breaks it off. I'm going to literally pull up this scene real quick. I'm, yeah. I'm curious actually as to how he, let, let's take a look real quick as to how he actually. That
1: makes me feel better, actually. And I didn't think it because was.
0: <laughs> because like I, I imagine that again like kind of like we're talking about like you know if Arnim Zola is creating these ships, he's probably like there's no reason to have an ejector right, but you probably could pull the the thing that literally connects it to because you have to assemble it. You know what I mean right? There's probably is something that just like connects like the cushion aspect of it to a frame, and he probably just pulls that. No, okay, there is straight up a yeah a pull bar. Because the other he thing is, like out,
1: he opens the door and then does the thing. And I know he has to. But it's so rare that the ejector seat doesn't just blow off the canopy.
0: I, You know what, you know what, the reason why I think it doesn't do that? Is because it's already open.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. And I think that and, I, I'm and trying to... And it
0: slides, too, instead of doing this thing. There's which is also a, very fascinating. Yeah. I realize I'm making a motion. So a lot of the times on... At least planes back then, a lot of the, like, cockpits were these things that, you know, like, lift up, like, on a hinge. Right. Right. Whereas this one is, like, on, like, a sliding door. It's
1: like the a minivan door versus a DeLorean door.
0: It's the Honda Odyssey versus. Yes.
1: How dare you uh, call out DeLorean. my direct exact. Uh, That's vehicle. what my
0: mom used to have. But That's what everyone Although, has. actually, she had the one that had a hinge. But anyway, still. <laughs> Honda Odysseys now have the. I just the, uh, sliding door
1: I think that it's so rare to see someone activate an ejector seat from outside of a plane
0: I agree yeah I've ne- so I've certainly never seen that but that. like I mean I will say he fully reaches I mean he reaches down next to the man's leg right and pulls it so it's at least it's not like he does it like from like the fin I don't know what that like that like the back piece of the thing I think somehow manages to eject right, right, right. um but yeah there's I think this is that thing of like you have to understand that um, another thing also, I just remembered something else. Uh, Another reason why I think that this thing is faster than the Valkyrie is because part of what keeps the thing flying are the ships. So when you're looking at the plane, right, part of the ship that they are in is outside of the Valkyrie. Because if you look at the backside of this vehicle, hang on, I'm going to... So I'm going to send you a photo. And what you're going to see is on the backside of the Valkyrie, it used to have eight propellers and it now only has six. And that's exactly how many of these things have been deployed, is two. Here we go. So... What you'll see is, because I I do remember actually reading something about that on this ship. Hang on one second. Let me go back to the Valkyrie, a plane that adapted characteristics of both prop planes and stealth bombers equipped to launch suicide drone bombs, which doubled as auxiliary propellers. Interesting. Um, Its main propulsion was a pair of jet engines located on the side uh, of the main console and hangar area.
1: Which you can see those two orange dots.
0: Right, the two orange dots. Very Star Wars-esque um also
1: but well yeah
0: yeah, but but I mean, like they didn't have that kind of shit back then uh anyway uh i mean i mean they do here though um but the whole point though is that like so i think that like they probably aren't the only thing but i think it's helping propel it further right um but uh yeah i I mean i'm sure that it can probably move without them obviously but i think that that's what is trying to in a way it's like think of like you know when you have um uh, like a spaceship going to outer space and you have like the the tank and then the ship that it's attached to. Yeah. Eventually it drops that fuel source, right? But in a way, I bet you it's part of what makes it go as far as it does.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: You know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I could be totally wrong on that basis, but I mean, like, that, that's what it looks like to me. Um, I mean, it makes cause it, sense. Like, why would you need it as auxiliary propellers if you, you know well, mean? Well, then
1: it doesn't have any... Uh, the weight of if you can offset the, the the weight of the the thing, the weight of the of the of the parasite or parasite parasite, um, that is acting as an auxiliary propeller, if its propulsion offsets its weight.
0: Oh, okay, I see.
1: Then yeah. it's sort of a, a you know net zero. Yeah. Thing.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And also, I guess part of it is also because they do have, they are literal propellers. Right. I bet you that's also how they keep it to fit that many on because they're outside of the ship as opposed to trying to fit that internally inside the right.
1: ship. Right, Yep. Um,
0: and then also they're already spinning so that when you get in and drop out, you can basically just immediately begin flying. right. Which is what happens here. It's not like they drop the ship out and he has to start it and then you know get the engine going. Like it's already moving. Like Prime the second it. they go out,
1: <laughs> pull the pull what? the cord, pull the cord again. Yeah, lawn <laughs> Oh come on. Yeah.
0: You say tesseract tesseract
1: tesseract. Yeah, tesseract. That's very
0: good. It tesseracts as an engine. Oh Oh god, I'm turning into James. But what does that mean? Hmm. James just gave me a look like, hmm, I don't think I care for that one. <laughs> uh, I don't like that one that much. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a fascinating moment. I, I am so curious to know why we didn't see the fourth one yeah. inside that hangar and also the other four. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I also would love to know what spots, cause again, they did say they were going for the Eastern shore.
1: Right. Right. So which
0: why is Chicago on there for one thing, but like where Baltimore, else would they have gone? Baltimore, DC, Baltimore, Atlanta. D. Okay, so that's that's three. Miami, maybe. Okay, that's four. So we need a fifth one, though. Where are you dropping?
1: Bob, I was gonna say Boston. That that was already there.
0: Um, Philadelphia, maybe.
1: Philadelphia, maybe. Maybe.
0: Because it's not like. On, on, like the the short. You know what I mean, but like it's 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 on the eastern. It's it's on the east coast. You know what I mean? Like it's not on the ocean, but it's there. Because I feel like what other city is really that important? You know what I mean? Right. On the. I mean, in terms of like what would make the U.S. You know, the t- I mean like right. like Philadelphia is like you know that's where your Liberty Bell is. That's where a lot of your um a lot of your historical landmarks are going to be up right. in that area. Right. Um. I mean maybe like a charleston sure Um, Sure. norfolk uh yeah i mean like like because there's a base like any any kind of like naval base that's like on the like a a city that's on like a base like that or rather yeah Um, yeah i agree um
1: like maybe like a like a raleigh like a raleigh durham like a research science research sort of place
0: yeah uh Myrtle Beach, just because he's like, I hate the T-shirts. that have nothing to do with Myrtle Beach, but say Myrtle Beach on them. Get rid of it.
1: Red Skull, relatable villain.
0: Yeah, and you're like, well, hang on now. Hang on. What if one of them gets to go? What, <laughs> what if What if we take out seven out of eight? I'm kidding, Myrtle Beach, you're great. Uh, again, we're going to do a live show there at some point, for sure.
1: Let's take out Massateague, because that's, come on, <laughs> that's not a real place.
0: He's like, I don't know. I know it's not east, but just Denver? I don't know. Just some sort of big city.
1: (laughs) We'll take out all the east coast towns. Boston, New York, Chicago. uh, No, I'm not done yet. Uh, Georgia, um, Dallas. Georgia's not uh, Denver. They're like, what? So, wait. Has he looked at a map?
0: (laughs) Just the eastern half of the country? Is that what you mean? He's like, hmm. How big is this country? Actually? San Francisco, sure actually... Montana,
1: right. Disney. What? The man? What? What?
0: Wait a minute. Yeah, no, can you imagine they're like Orlando? and or Is that where, yeah, that, that's where Disney world land is, is right? Or, oh, Disney no, world is, right? Orlando?
1: And Anaheim is, in, is where land is.
0: Right, yeah. So I had them backwards. So like, they're, they're like, Disney world, like, like Orlando is like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. I must get on, it's a small world after all. Then we can get rid of it.
1: <laughs> it's not. It won't be such a small world when I'm done with it.
0: What, wait, wait, actually, what it you will be that? a smaller world yeah. when I am. D- wait, you get to the point.
1: Hold, I where's my writer? Where's
0: I'm my not. Writer? A, I'm not a comedian. Okay, I'm just. I'm the red skull. What's
1: the deal with?
0: What's Hydra? the deal with parasit food? Am I right? <laughs> like airline, airport, 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 uh, airplane food. Anyway, that's There's never that's a
1: zolinator around when you need one.
0: yeah pretty much uh so anyway i mean i don't know that's that's all that i have for this scene i feel like we've hit on a lot of good topics but totally uh, is there anything else that you know that jumps out to you about this scene
1: i mean it looks like he's using r2d2 um to shoot at steve um i understand that that's just what turrets are and that (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) like i saw someone post on tiktok that was like um My wife has never seen Star Wars, and here's the question she asked. And one of the questions was, why is R2 on the outside of the ship? Won't he get shot? And the answer is turrets, because it's like turrets. Like, he can look around. He doesn't have, like, whatever. But, you know, the reason why this looks like that is because it's the same. Right, It's based on the same design. Yeah.
0: Oh, I do have one final thing to bring up. Yes. And that is, I mentioned it in the description of the scene where I was like, oh, convenient, right? I love the idea, again, of plot armor, of like why we go, we wanna have this scene. And then someone says, okay, how does he grip onto the plane while holding a shield? They go, oh, yeah, good point. I mean, hmm." they go, and then how does he fly the plane with the shield? It's not gonna fit in the cockpit. And they go, okay, so we knock it out of his hands before he gets thrown out of the plane. Like, it is just that thing of like, we need this for later. But we really want to have this other scene because it's fun, yeah, and it's action packed. So he drops it, and so that that's why he doesn't have it, and like it makes it convenient. I love that kind of thing. Like, I love. It's funny because like to me like that's not the MacGuffin, right? The MacGuffin is right. the Tesseract, right? But like it becomes like MacGuffin Junior. in this In this instance. Right. Like he has to find a way to get back to his ship.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, MacGuffin and <laughs> Muffin... Son.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um uh, I like exactly to introduce
1: a new a new terminology and it's like it's a subcategory of plot armor called item tether. And I like it's Indiana <laughs> Jones's hat. hat. It's Captain yeah. America's shield, where it's like, Oh no, I've lost it. And the audience is like, I'm not too worried about that.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, the amount of people who have lost lightsabers in Star Wars as well. I mean, like, sometimes they literally do have to go get new ones, but I mean, like, like the amount of times where, like, they drop it or it gets taken from them, you know, you're like, you're gonna get it back. It's, we know it. Anyway, thanks for listening to our MCU slash Star Wars, basically just our Disney property thing. (laughs) Next week, we'll talk about National Geographic. Um, Ooh.
1: If we told you that, that it would be boring... It will be. We'd be lying. <laughs> well, sorry, I said that. I said I said the word instead of the pun. We'd be lying. That's funny. Thanks.
0: James, yeah. why don't we yeah. throw the shield into the cargo pit? Oh,
1: okay. Ba-ding. We'll get that later. Um, hey, we do have a Patreon. And yes. uh, if my imaginings are correct, then there is a green elephant over Colin's left shoulder. But also because it's imagined um, if, if oh, I am so
0: nervous. I had to do a slow turn just now.
1: So if I have my guess correctly, a bunch of this episode has been edited and possibly put into the Patreon. Um,
0: you More than fi- likely, yeah. Yeah,
1: you can find that Patreon at patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork. $2 a month all the way up into however much the Valkyrie cost uh, Johann Schmidt wow, to make. millions of dollars. Zero. That's cool. Because he got it for free because it was sponsored by his government. Um,
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah
1: but... Uh, on up to like a million dollar a million dollars and 45 cents that's right for a limited time only I am increasing the maximum that we will accept by 45 cents get on it now and um, if you
0: take advantage of that we will send you $1, th- this bonus right. content by the way no the bonus content that you're gonna hear from this episode will be only for you
1: yeah exactly it'll be the
0: I will literally send it just to your tier
1: the it'll be uh boco ft. It'll be a bonus content uh, fungible token and that fungible token will be just a, it'll be just a USB drive. Cause like, what are we talking about here? Anyways,
0: that's how technology works, right? We have, I
1: don't, you just call things what they we think they are. Um, all right. So if you go to Patreon $2 a month gets you access to all sorts of bonus content from throughout the years, I can now say without hyperbole throughout the years, we have made lots of bonus content, written, audio, video um, exclusive stuff bonus stuff outtake Mm -hmm. stuff there are whole series on there that only that only exist on the patreon yeah so that's true um you should sign up rifle through the archives and then you know when we put up something new you'll get access to it so that is two dollars a month and that is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network Colin, it's yes. time to go into a big fight.
0: Oh, so stop okay. recording because well,
1: we're going to get into No, I'm joking. Um, okay.
0: I mean, fine. listen, I, I thought I already apologized about this, so I don't know why. Well,
1: I'm still mad. That's oh, an inside joke to a pre-record conversation, future Colin. Yep. So, uh, oh boy. It's fun if you remember it, and it's a different kind of fun if you don't. So, um, no, we're about <laughs> to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We're about to go into, uh, dare I say, the final battle? Who knows? Who can tell in this work world? But I have a feeling it's going to be a big one. So join us uh, very soon for another episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I am James Anderson.
0: I'm Colin Parker. Excelsior!